It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 23rd of February. The streak is back on the line tonight against the Blazers. We'll look at the matchup with Portland and what about the streak we think can last. Plus, we'll take an NBA 5 look as well. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Hope you're doing great. Hope you liked the get-to-know features that we ran the last few days. Those Royce O'Neal, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, Rudy Gobert, Derek Favors, and Ricky Rubio. I hope you uh, liked those, uh, enjoyed getting, appreciate the feedback I got from a bunch of you, so that's great. Uh, and Enjoy doing those, and do think they probably have a little bit more value you know, now that you know these guys uh, more than you did uh, when the year started. Uh, so anyway, hope you hope that was worth your time and, and enjoyed it. Uh, today, we will uh, look at the streak one more time and see what we think can last as it gets restarted and uh, what we think uh, maybe changes a little bit. The Ricky Rubio practiced yesterday is questionable for the game. Dante Exum seems to be more involved from all reports. We'll have shoot-around today and then watch that. Uh, as time goes on. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai out at 4646 South State Street and also uh, brought to you by Intercap Lending, who's here to help you out with a lot of different things. Excited to tell you about uh, Steve Carter and those guys over at Intercap Lending. All right, let's get to this right away. It's been the question everyone's asked during the whole break. What part of the streak is real? What part is not? And what? And then what is fair to expect moving forward? Let me start with the playoff race and and just take this quick thought for you on the playoff race. As we sit here at 30 and 28, and most of the projection systems have us making the playoffs, the one thing I would point out is the wiggle room is almost non-existent. The projections have us winning it. If we win 46 games, we finish 16 and 8. If we drop one of those 16 that we're supposed to win, it means you've only got eight windows for the rest of the season where you can make up games. So we to be 46 and 36, as is being talked about, or which is an incredible accomplishment, by the way. We, we Most of us didn't think they could win 45. I, bu- I built the road to 45, and at the time said I thought it was ridiculous. To do that, just understand that any you, <clears throat> you slip on Saturday to Dallas, you just don't have many chances to get those back. So I think it's very difficult to actually do this. Tonight's game, though, if you look at this stuff, is mammoth. 538's projections, just take them for what they are, has the Warriors won, the Rockets two, the Timberwolves finishing three, the Spurs finishing four, uh, must Thunder finishing four, the Spurs finishing t- five with the Thunder, Jazz at six at 46, Blazers at 45, Nuggets at 45, and the Clippers at 44 out. 
and the Pelicans at 44 out. The, the number to get in is 45. So the Jazz have to go 15, finish 45 and 37, 15 and 9 the rest of the way to get in. So this is not going to be easy. Now, and, and let me make sure that, like, 15 and, just make sure everyone's got this, 15 and 9 is winning 63% of your games as a 51-win team. Okay, we never have, when the year started, ever, ever asked this team to play like a 51-win team. Can they? Let's get to that. So what I look at is the defense. For the season, when Rudy Gobert is on the floor, the defensive rating is a 99.9. During the streak... The defensive rating with Rudy is a 96.1. That's pretty incredible. But the concept that when Rudy's on the floor, we're elite defensively, that vibes. Okay, that, that actually makes sense. There's not anything too crazy going on statistically when Rudy is off the on the court. In fact... Corner three shooting is 42%. Above the break is 31. That will probably come down. But both those will even out to opponents are shooting 33% from three when Rudy's on the floor. That's it's a little off. I think the league average right now is 35%. But it's not it's not insane. Above the break average is 36, and the corner three is 39. So, so league average might be a little bit higher than that uh, overall. But that's so, – so that probably come – can change it back up to the 99. But if we're if, if we're at 99 defensively when Rudy's on the floor, we're going to be great. Uh, we're not allowing a lot of threes when Rudy's on the floor, which is pretty consistent to who we are, only about 30% of shots. Now, when Rudy's off the floor, this gets a little interesting. When Rudy's off the floor, for the season, our defensive rating is a 106.2. But during the streak is all the way down to 101.1. So five points per 100 possession. Pretty pretty mammoth and from average to elite. So what does that tell you? So what it, one thing it might tell you is that the Jazz are getting lucky. Okay? that and, and there's some argument to that. The other thing it might tell you is that because Gobert's playing the starters now, and there was a whole stretch of game where Rudy games where Rudy misses, in which when Rudy's now in our backup bench crew are playing backup guys, and they're able to be elite defensively. That would be the most optimistic answer there. Now, opponents are shooting 26% from three in the win streak when Gobert's on the bench. So that's probably what's really happening is that a little bit of this is you're getting lucky. That when Rudy's on the bench, the threes have just not fallen for the other team, which is a great thing for us, but it's not sustainable. And so that's the first area where I think the win streak comes back a little bit. The defense with Rudy, if it's under a point per possession, I'm not surprised at all. The defense in the win streak, the Jazz have held all but one opponent under 102 points per 100 possessions and nine of the 11 to under a point of possession. That's incredible. 
you, that's how you go on win streaks. They're only allowing 30% of opponent's shots as threes, and, and as I said, the defense with Rudy on the floor is a 96-1. So I, I would guess that that area right there, particularly Gobert off the floor, opponent's three-point shooting, brings that number back up to the 105-106 range. We're still really, really good, but we're not quite the insanity that we've been defensively. Defensively during the streak overall, our defensive rating, rating is a 977 which would be three points better than any other team in the NBA. So that's that's where I think, okay, we if we finish at 100, we're great, but three points changes things. The other thing is some individual performances aren't sustainable, right? So Joe Ingles in the streak is shooting 54% from three. Now, I do think there's some things in Joe's game that have changed. One is his going to the basket. Um, there's been a lot of talk of the floater. The numbers don't show that to me. He's missed nine straight non-restricted area, non-threes. But he's 11 of his last 13 in the restricted area. His last 15 games, he's averaging 15 points a game. He's handling in the pick and roll uh, really, really well right now. And getting to the basket with a confidence, as I said, he's made 11 of his last 13. That's a little different. The 50% three-point shooting Seems unlikely, okay? See if if that's a fair, if you guys are willing to kind of agree with me on that. I think uh, Joe's really good, and he's one of the best in the league, and that puts him at 45%, but probably not uh, at 50%. During the win streak, none of the pick-and-roll numbers that he has are unbelievable, other than he and Favors have just completely... uh, put it together and are incredibly good together at 1.2 points per pick and roll. Okay, Ricky Rubio during the win streak, though he didn't play the last two games, I think we all know 53%, 54% from three. Royce O'Neal, 51%, 44% from three. Seems unlikely. Now, that brings the offense that is at 112 points per 100 possessions, which would be close to best in the league, back down a little bit. And if it's back down to middle of the pack and you're still elite defensively, then you actually can play at about a 51-win pace. That was kind of the best-case scenario all season long is that you're elite defensively and and you're able to be about an average offensive team and then you can play at a 51-win pace and then suddenly the Jazz can make the playoffs. That's... That's the scenario. But the margin to do it is crazy thin. And that's where I think this gets really, really interesting to watch. And going to be so fun. I mean, just going to be so, so fun uh, to keep an eye on. Uh, One note for you, and then we'll dig into the next game on Donovan. I've talked a lot about his off-the-dribble three-point shooting, which at one point of the year was 29%. Uh, he was 46 of 61. In his last 10 games, he's 39.5% on that, 15 of 38. He just keeps keeps getting better every single moment. It's just amazing. Today's show is brought to you by Intercap Lending. It's a neat company, uh, 40-year mortgage lending company. They've moved to Utah, uh, run by a, actually the CEO's a Romney, and uh, 
I met with them a while back, and it was fun. Steve Carter and I started talking, and we were talking about what do you what are they trying to do? Well, there's three things they're trying to do by being an independent leader, leading lender. They can actually help you out with loans that are more difficult. I'll get into that in a second. The second one is, and I love this. He's like, you know, how easy it is to order pizza online. We'd like it to be that easy if we can streamline the process of a mortgage with, we got government regulations, so it can't be quite that easy. It's a little more important than a pizza, but the idea, and I went and did this with them and refinanced and it was, it was all on the app, download the app, the intercap lending app. And they really have, they, they closed our loan on time. They helped me through the process. I'm a, got too much stuff going on. I'm a mess. I'm the worst person ever. I'm the ultimate. Don't go do this because I don't have time. And they have found a way to do it. So it's pretty cool. Download the app at intercap lending. Give Steve Carter a call, 385-800-8528. Here's what they – so they really pride themselves on, one, making it simple and easy and getting it done uh, and having a long-term relationship. Two, veterans are about half their volume. They're really good at VA pricing. Uh, a Sothersby's preferred lender. So they can, without overlays and no additional requirements, they can do a bunch of direct lender stuff so they can get difficult loan dones. So if you have low credit, self-employed is always difficult – if you have a bunch of different business assets that are pulling at you, that's difficult. If you have multiple properties, and uh, take a look. Uh, they'll look at any of your loans that have been turned down, and they may be able to do it when somebody else hasn't been able to. Steve Carter's the guy to call, 385-800-8528. And then for you, the Locked On Jazz listener, they're giving you your appraisal for free, which is a lot of money. So the appraisal for free. Download the Intercap Lending app, then call Steve Carter at 385-800-8528. Go uh, visit intercaplending.com, Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465 for more information. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, Blazers are a really interesting team. Let's dig into the last game. The Jazz blow them out in the third quarter. And this has actually been a little bit of a problem for the Blazers all season long. They're the third best defense in the league in the first half of games and 30th in the league in the second half. And that kind of matches both the Jazz games against them. Jazz won in overtime. Rubio had 30 in the other one. What's interesting, if you look at the, the Blazers game against the Jazz, is the Blazers took 32 shots in the restricted area and went... 14 of 32, and then one of seven in the paint non-restricted area. 
So because of Gobert and the Jazz defense, they were 15 of 39 in the paint. Contrast that to the Warrior game where they were 22 of 39. The Warriors are known pretty good defensively. Contrast that to their Sacramento game. They were 24 of 39. Contrast that to their Charlotte Hornets game. They were 29 of 46. And against us, they were 15 of 39. So they had 15 buckets in the paint, 22 against the Warriors, 24 against Sacramento, 29 against Charlotte, 25 against Detroit. Boston, who's a great defensive team, kept them out with 20, but still not the 15 uh, that the Jazz did. So that's the first thing, that the Jazz really did an incredible job of keeping the Blazers out of the paint. This is where this game probably turns. Here's an interesting note about Portland on the other side. Portland is the number one team in the league defensively defending the restricted area. The Jazz are 13th. Toronto's two, if you're wondering. Um, Toronto uh, has this incredible thing going on where they allow the second fewest threes and the second best defending the rim, but they allow a lot of shots in the rim. So Portland doesn't allow a lot of shots around the rim. They drop their big. They play Nurkic back. He got... Tapped out in our game, got hurt, whatever. Um, But they defend the rim beautifully at 56% shooting uh, at the rim. The Jazz, though, in the last matchup, were able to get into the rim and have success. Uh, And so if we, let's see, opponent, there we go. The Jazz were 18 of 34, which is not actually a great percentage. It's 53%. uh, But they got 34 shots in on the rim. You kind of have to just keep going. Uh, But this is, you know, if you look through Portland, they they kept Sacramento to 47% and Charlotte to 46% and Boston to 33% around the rim. and, and they really had not allowed 34 shots at the rim in any game other than when the Pelicans did it on January 12th. So the Jazz got to the rim, and the Pelicans got them again on December 2nd. Other than the two Pelicans games, uh, one game against the Clippers, and I think that is it. Uh, one game against Memphis. So that's the fifth most amount of shots they allowed in the restricted area in any game all year against the Jazz. Now, the Jazz didn't shoot a great percentage, just 53%, as we talked about, but that's probably pretty vital if the Jazz are going to have success in this game, is still getting back into that restricted area, making plays in there, uh, to, and not allowing what happened against Atlanta, which is when Atlanta drops that big in that fashion, we ended up just kind of stuck and didn't know where to go with the ball and how to attack it. Um, and usually when that happens, and then Quinn adjusts, and, and these guys do a really good job. If you look back at the Atlanta game, we were 14 of 28 in the restricted area, 14 of 29, so 48%, and just couldn't couldn't bust through. Uh, but we have taken over 30 shots a game, almost every game of this win streak. Memphis, we didn't. We were at 19. Charlotte, we were at 26. Spurs kept us out at 23 on both those games, but 33 against Phoenix, 34 against Portland, 35 against the Pelicans, 34 against Phoenix, 28 against the Warriors, 32 against the Raptors, 33 shots against Pistons, 30 and 31 against the Clippers and the um, Hawks in the previous games in the restricted area. And and that's vital. Uh, the other one 
The Jazz hit four or five on corner threes against Portland in their last matchup, which is just getting lucky, uh, and only nine of twenty and nine of twenty-one above the break, uh, which is right, you know, just good, forty-three percent. So those are you got to get, you know, those three sh- balls. The last time they played Portland in that early season matchup, uh, the Jazz had kind of a very similar. They were eleven of twenty-four uh, in the restricted area. So the big difference is they got to the restricted area an extra ten times in that matchup. Obviously, you know, this it's the Dame uh Lillard matchup. Again, you know, that's you're dealing with Dame, you're dealing with CJ, that's their offense, and you have to find a way to corral them uh to some extent, and when Dame comes to put his signature on the game, you've got to be aware of it. They're much better in the pick and roll with Damian Lillard than they are with CJ McCollum. Uh Nurkic and C.J. McCollum have not found a rhythm this year. Uh, they run about two times more pick-and-roll with Damian than they do with C.J., uh, and his best pick-and-roll combination is actually with, with Aminu, who you have to worry about him popping just enough uh, that he causes you some problems. But Dame's one of the better pick-and-roll players in the league, and it becomes comes very difficult to try to handle. And what you're going to do def- defending him, and this is what the Jazz ran into some problems with the other night, is you're going to play – you're going to what's called lock and trail. And it'll be interesting to see how Donovan deals with this. Because if you recall in that matchup, lock and trail means you lock on the guy's body. He comes around to pick and you trail him and you now play defense from behind. You're reaching almost over his head. What you're trying to do is run him off the three-point line and into Gobert's area and trying to impact his game in that regard. What ends up, ended, up, ended up happening on multiple occasions for... Uh, for Donovan is that on back-to-back or three times, I think it was, Damien stopped. And when Dame stops, Donovan, because he's locked right on, ran up his back and got fouls called on him. As the night went on, you saw him give him a little bit more space, and now you have to learn how to adjust to that. And obviously Lillard knows how to adjust to that as well. He's been on fire uh, recently. Against the Jazz, he ended up taking 11 shots in the restricted area. He was just two of eight on threes, and he was five of six in the mid-range. That six mid-range shots he took is the most he's taken in any game uh, since December, other than once against, I think, Dallas, since December 16th. So you had him playing a little bit differently than he'd like to play. And it's he's only taken seven in two games all year. He took six against the Jazz. He went five of six, but it's still having him play a little bit differently than he'd like. He got less above the break threes. He only took eight, but he got to the rim 11 times, went just five of 11 uh, in that matchup. You know, that's the Rudy factor, but he started late in the game really getting to the basket. We'll see if he can he can parlay that. Um, he His previous game against the Jazz, he also took six mid-range shots. So that's the D- Jazz defensive strategy. Anytime he takes a mid-range shot, the Jazz have, have pretty much got what they want to uh, out of him. But Dame's incredible. He's Top 10 percentile on the pick and roll. Um, he's versatile driving either direction. He'd prefer to drive left and pull into his right hand. He does that about two more times than he does uh, going right on his one-on-one matchups. If he can, he'd prefer to go left. Uh, and you'll see the Jazz kind of play to that a little bit. Um, or sometimes that's him just taking what the defense gives him. So you got to keep an eye out. The one thing that you know about him that gets, I think, interesting is that he goes off the pick 82% of the time. So his his desire is to go over, go take it off that pick, and then 
Um, he's going to pull into some sort of dribble jumper, according to Synergy, 63% of the time and take to the basket 29% of the time. He's great at all of it. Uh, but you just begin to know a little bit of his patterns that he's going to go off that pick, and then you've got to stay on him in that manner. Today's show brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai. Tucson. Uh, t- t- I'm going to call Tyson Tucson now. Uh, but Tyson's over at... Uh, yeah, that would be funny. I should call Tyson over at Chevy Tucson. and then So Blake Murdoch over at 4646 South State Street. He's also in the, the Linden store. And it's interesting. I was... This is the kind. It's so funny how everyone has this experience. So we're dri- I have the Sonata right now. It's really nice. I was driving my daughter to the airport as we bounced to Phoenix for a day, and she uh, says, "Wow, this is really nice. I mean, this feels like a really, really nice high-end car, Dad." I'm like, "It is," and it's kind of like here's my 13-year-old having the same experience that I've had every time I've driven a Hyundai, which is. You know, frankly, why would I possibly go pay all that other money? Or why, how awesome is it that I can get th- this much for the dollar? Uh, so I've driven the the Santa Fe. Love it. Uh, the SUV, perfectly sized. The Sonata, by the way, drives itself. You, set on, you can set on cruise control. It then has the stop feature in front of the car. So if someone – I have it at 72. Excuse me, I have it at 65. And then somebody else in front of me is going 58. They'll slow down. The other thing is it has lane awareness. So it's actually working inside the lanes the whole time. I was actually about to take the car in because I thought it was pulling right on me in some fashion. It turns out that it had lane assist on. And so it's reading the lanes and keeping the car in the lane. Uh, It doesn't like it if you take your hands off the wheel. It beeps at you for that. But it actually drives if you do. But I wouldn't suggest it. It's over at Murdoch Hyundai at 4646 South State Street. 100,000 mile 10 year guarantee from the Hyundai Assurance. And you got the Murdoch. No regrets as well. So it's all good over at Murdoch Hyundai. Say hi to Tyson and the crew if he might be down in Linden. So if you're there, say hi to him as well. Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Lockdown's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach. I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. I tried everything, massages, chiropractors, this at-home device, handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me. And now the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need. Starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on, the name of this network, right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. Theragun.com slash locked on. All right, NBA 5. I had some very big NBA thought that I was going to bring up and then completely um, forgot it. Uh, I thought last night's game was interesting involving Oklahoma City. First game back from the break. But they blew out the Kings 44-21 to 
and then allowed the Kings a 39-point second quarter and a 30-point third quarter. And by the end of the night, the defensive rating was a 112.5 against Sacramento. They almost lost that game. In fact, if Sacramento wasn't just so terrible down the stretch, they would have lost. They should have lost that game. What's striking to me is that they're now 4-6 and six in their last 10. They're not very good without Andre Robertson. Their defense has been worse uh, with Andre Robertson, without Andre Robertson. He's really incredibly, statistically it shows, vital to them. And now it's becoming to like be true. Like we're seeing it in person. Sacramento's not very good offensively. So that's, even recently, Sacramento, whose pick offense is a 105.9 overall. The Thunder's defense in the last 10 games is a 108.4. It ranks about 20th in the NBA. Well, they're, they're not going to be a very good offensive team because Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony are not very efficient. So... They're 16th offensively and 17th defensively in the last 10 games. Just, they're not quite right. And Carmelo had a great game last night, 8 of 17. Westbrook was only 4 of 14, but that's not, I mean, one of those guys is not going to, and Paul George was 7 of 17. I don't know, in 13 minutes, Terrence Ferguson was minus 30 last night. Raymond Felton was minus 16. Keep an eye on them. I I mean, they're going to make the playoffs, I think. it doesn't doesn't seem uh, like they're in jeopardy, but they don't seem right. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs by a lot. I guess I would say that. Uh, Danilo Gallinari went out with a hand injury again last night. I haven't heard anything specific on it. They, that was actually a pretty well-played game by the Clippers. They, they fought, stayed in that one, kind of fit their personality. Steph was unreal. 44 points on 19 shots. Tim Roy's calling the game last night, and I'm listening to him, and I mean... I, He's pretty amazed, but I feel like he should be going crazy. The guy went 8 of 11 from 3, 4 of 19, but Tim's seen it so many times. And I don't know if he's totally blown away with it. Uh, I talked with Brent Barry about this on Locked in NBA. I mean, this was just another one of the nights where Steph and Durant are just so great, and then Clay was pretty good. Um, but they're not getting a lot of other stuff. But but a, a, a very impressive performance, actually, in my mind, on, on where the Clippers are and what they're bringing to the table. Though they're really playing six guys. And if... Gallinari gets hurt, it gets thin again on them in a hurry. So keep an eye on that. Uh, Locked on NBA, five days a week. As you've heard, Brent Barry interview was a lot of fun, if you haven't already heard that one. And then uh, Anthony Modis, or Anthony Irwin and Adam Modis uh, bring you the show uh, today. So I hope you're enjoying uh, that. Cleveland lost last night 110-103 at home against Washington. I mean, they got the Jordan Clarkson 3-for-7 game, the Rodney Hood 3-for-7 game. Rodney actually hit two threes, so he wasn't terrible 27 minutes for rod uh he did not have a great fourth quarter he hit, had a jumper off the side of the glass from the right side um and he's not been a very good fourth quarter player all year so it'll be curious for me to see if rod can play fourth quarters in this type of pressure all right that wraps up locked on jazz today hope you enjoyed it if you didn't get the get to knows earlier in the week make sure you go back and get them thanks to intercap lending and murdoch hyundai for carrying us through the show today postcast tonight on the floor as well we may go YouTube with On the Floor. We'll get your thoughts on... Uh, I haven't really got a full feeling on everybody if they'd rather have the Facebook Live or the YouTube. The YouTube allows us to post it at um, 
LockedOnJazz.net or UtahJazz.com slash LockedOnJazz and let you watch it at a later date if you want to. So that's the nice part about that. You don't have to catch it live. Uh, give us your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. It is Locked On Jazz, part of Locked On Podcast Network. Hi, guys. This is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.